Welcome, friends, to the 13th episode of the Pure Encouragement Podcast. I am so excited you're joining today. My name is Gary Steffes, and I am thrilled to dive into our theme for the year, which is this word grace. Uh, For me, this has been my word since the beginning of the year, and I've been praying through it diligently and just trying to immerse myself and saturate myself and cry out to the Lord with everything in me for God's grace. Uh, This idea of experiencing His grace, I yearn to be the motivator of my life, to be the thing that truly captivates and changes my heart so that I live from this place of experiencing grace rather than, you know, chasing after something uh, that is distant and far away. Because when grace grabs your heart, it changes everything. When grace grabs your life, it changes everything. And it's done that in my life. I've been overwhelmed by the goodness and the grace of God. Jesus literally saves my life. I have no idea where I would be today if God would have let me keep going down the road that I was headed. Uh, at one point in my life, I was I was chasing the approval of people like crazy. Hockey uh, defined my significance, my worth, my value. Everything was tied to my stat line, to where I stood in the depth chart, to what my coach thought about me, to the team I played for. Uh, my worth and value was utterly tied up in the opinions of others and in my performance. And outside of hockey, if things weren't going good, I was I was chugging rum and coke in the bar and I was trying to have a story for my teammates and I was just doing things that were uh, chasing the approval of people and trying to be this achiever and this performer that maybe had some awards or some accolades or some recognition to validate myself as worthy and valuable in the eyes of people. And then Jesus steps in radically in my soft, my junior year of college in psychology room 125 in March 2009. And a guy named Jamie Borchuk is preaching on Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. And he says, for it is by grace that you have been saved. And this is not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not a result of works so that no man may boast. And in that moment in psychology room 125, it was like my, my sins just went like a, like a film right before my eyes. And, and God opened up my eyes to what I'd done and to, to his grace and to who he is and how he was invited me to come to himself, to have this intimate relationship with him, to be completely forgiven, to be washed clean, to be made new, that I could have a relationship with God for eternity. I was, I was so overwhelmed by the grace of God that he would forgive me and make me new and give me eternal life. I gave my life. I surrendered everything. And, and by his grace, I made a complete 180 in my life. And he, and I started chasing after him. I started going to church. I stopped drinking the way that I was. I stopped chasing the story that way that I did. And, and slowly but surely, God began to, to pull the reins away from hockey to where hockey no longer defined me. And I became a Christian that happened to play hockey. I was a man of God, a child of the King, forgiven and loved and chosen and made new by the grace of God, no matter how how I performed, no matter what other people thought about me, no matter where I stood in the depth chart or what what my stats said or what team I played for, I was fearfully and wonderfully made. A child of the living God, deeply loved, totally acceptable, absolutely significant, a new creation in Christ. I was safe and secure in Him. I had hope in Him forever, and I had purpose. And I'm an ambassador for Christ. I'm a disciple maker, a man after His heart. God gave me a completely new identity, and it started with that moment of experiencing God's grace. He saved my life. And out of this place of, of grace, I yearned to live. 
I yearn to follow him and lay my life down for him. You see, when we experience God's grace, it makes us want to come to him. Uh, No longer are we terrified and afraid of a God who's going to punish us or he's got his fist up full of anger to just smite me for the first mistake I make. He's gracious and he's welcoming me to come, broken as I am, uh, inviting me to come in my failures, in my weaknesses, in in my doubts, in my struggles. Come to me, he says. All who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest for your soul. Jesus is inviting us to come, and and grace made me want to come. And then grace made me want to lay my life down for him. It wasn't some, you know, duty that I felt like I had to do to earn my way. God forgave me, and he washed me clean, and he made me new. And that thankfulness and that overwhelming feeling of that he saved my life, it made me want to lose my life for him and run through a wall for him and do whatever it took to, to just bless him and thank him. And so hockey ultimately became the, the tool, I call it, in my life that I could use my gifts to the best of my ability and use hockey as this tool to impact lives, to lay my life down, to bless and say thank you to my Savior who saved my life. And and so grace makes us want to come. Grace makes us want to live for Him. It it makes us motivated by and compelled by love, not motivated and compelled by fear. I, I am accepted, and I live from that place of acceptance, not for God's acceptance. And so grace literally changed my life. And so as I head into this year of 2022, I want to experience grace. I want it to be the forefront of everything I do, the motive of everything in my heart. I want to be driven by grace. And so the verse in Hebrews chapter four is my verse for the year that I'm praying through. And it says this, it says, come to the throne of grace that you might receive mercy and find grace to help in your time of need. Isn't that powerful? God's answer to our time of need is that we would receive mercy and find grace to help. I need God's grace. It says elsewhere that God's grace is sufficient for, for, for me and my weakness. It says that God is able to make all grace abound to me so that I may have all sufficiency in everything, that I may abound in every good work. It's the answer to my abounding. It's the answer to my weakness. It's the answer to my need. Grace is what I was saved by. It's what I stand in. It says in Romans chapter five, it's what I have to look forward to. It says in first Peter chapter one, that when Jesus returns, he's coming back and we have this grace to look forward to. I can't wait. I am so excited at the thought of that. This experience of grace literally changes everything. It's by God's grace, I am who I am. And my story is my story. And it's God's grace that works powerfully within me. And so it's interesting. It's no surprise that when the Apostle Paul writes a lot of his epistles, some of the first things he says is, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. I want that grace. I want to experience that grace. And I pray for you, friend, that God's grace would overwhelm you this upcoming year. As you go into 2022, there's a really neat story of this in Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah finds himself in the presence of the Lord, and he says this in Isaiah 6, starting in verse 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two he covered his face. With two he covered his feet. With two he flew. And one called to another saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called and the house was filled with smoke. 
And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Imagine if you were Isaiah in this moment. How would you respond in the presence of the Lord, this holy uh, place where where the foundations of the threshold are shaking and where there are seraphim worshiping and the God Almighty is standing before you? Isaiah in this moment is keenly aware of his sin completely aware that he is a man of unclean lips. He dwells in the midst of people of unclean lips, and he feels completely unworthy to be in God's presence. He says, woe is me. Basically, woe is me. I deserve to die. I do not belong here. And so in this moment of just recognizing his need, his his unworthiness, his uncleanness, verse six says, then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal, that he had taken with tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin is atoned for. (laughs) Isaiah experiences grace. In this moment of recognizing his uncleanness, God brings uh, something from the altar, which basically is where sin was atoned for. And says, Isaiah, your sin is atoned for. Your guilt is taken away. Here's some grace. And Isaiah experiences grace in this moment. Absolutely is overwhelmed by grace. And so how do you respond when you experience grace? Well, exactly the way that Isaiah did. In verse 8, it says, And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And without even asking a question, without wondering where God is going to send or what is going to be the consequences or what the challenges might be or what sacrifices it might cost. Isaiah doesn't even answer any of that. He just, Then I said, here I am, Lord, send me. Here I am, Lord, send me. Isaiah experiences grace and without even asking a question, he says, Lord, here I am, send me. And this is where grace motivates. Because when you're overwhelmed by grace, when you experience the presence of God and the grace of God, it, it, you want to lay your life down. You want to live for the Lord. You're compelled by love, compelled by thankfulness, just like Isaiah. It wasn't duty that was driving him here to try to impress God by his performance. He was so overwhelmed by the grace that God had for him that he he just wanted to say thank you, to lay his life down in love for this gracious God that saved his life, that atoned for his sin, that, that made this unclean man clean. That's how I want to live my life. I want to come to him because he's a gracious God. It says in Exodus 34, of all things that God could say about himself, he says the first thing that he says about himself, I am the Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious. He could have said that he was all powerful, that he's eternal, he's immoral, he's invisible, he's mighty, he's, he's got all knowledge, he's got, he's got everything, he owns everything. He could say anything, he's God. And he says, the Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious. Our God is so gracious. And when we experience that grace, it changes everything. The Apostle Paul experienced grace on his way to Damascus. And it turned a man who wanted to murder Christians into a man that literally wanted to take the gospel to the ends of the earth, no matter what it cost. And it made him resilient. It made him tough because he was overwhelmed by the grace of God. And so how do we experience grace in 2022? First, one thought is we cry out to God for an awakening. Lord, please, all of us who are listening are a part of this. Me, Lord, let us experience your grace this year, I pray. 
We want to spend time with the Lord saying thank you and remembering how he saved our life, praying all the time in full remembrance of his grace. We want to reflect on his grace. We want to praise him for his grace. We want to be overwhelmed by the goodness of God for the grace that he has. And as his grace changes our heart, it's going to pull the duty and the performance and the willpower of our lives into a place of thankfulness where we want to delight in him, where we want to surrender to him and follow him with everything in us because of how he saved and changed our life. And so friend, may you experience God's grace this year. As I'm praying, I pray it for you and I pray that grace will overwhelm you and maybe you've lost track and maybe you're starting to find yourself in a place where you're performing for God and trying to to live for him by your self-effort and willpower. I pray that you just have a moment today where you got to experience God's grace and remember how he saved your life and like Isaiah, experience it in that moment because grace motivates us to say, here I am, Lord, send me no matter what it costs. I bless you, friends. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Pure Encouragement Podcast. If this has blessed you, please consider subscribing or sharing with a friend. Keep speaking life to those in your life. You have no idea the impact you can make when you choose to speak life to someone's soul. God bless. Friends, God is so good. In recent days, I have felt the Lord leading me to start investing in athletes, in teams, in leaders all across the country. Using my book, The Mental Side, and some of my experience as a leader and team captain of teams that have won championships in the past, and God has opened up doors to where I'm starting to share some of these experiences and stories and things to help athletes who need help with confidence and consistency and honoring God, to help captains who want more uh, guidance and how to lead effectively and help team cultures that yearn to have a championship team culture. These have become some areas I have some experience in and I am really honored to start working in these areas. And so if there's any way that you feel like I might be able to help you in your game or your team or your organization, please don't hesitate. Reach out to me. You can find all the information at www.garystephas.com or email me at gary at garystephas.com. I look forward to hearing from you soon.